0: You are listening to the next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of Spider-Man Homecoming. What's
1: up, guys? Wait a minute. You guys aren't the real Avengers.
0: I can tell Hulk gives it away.
1: Oh, that was awesome.
0: The Liz get a new top? No,
1: we've seen that before. Never with that skirt. You should probably stop staring before it gets creepy, though. Yeah.
0: Too late. You guys are losers.
1: So, to become an Avenger, are there, like, trials or an interview? Just don't do anything I would do. And definitely don't do anything I wouldn't do. There's a little gray area in there, and that's where you operate. Oh. All right. That's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. All right, kid. Good luck out there. Listen, I know school sucks. Peter! You still with us? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know you want to save the world. But... You're not ready yet. You're the Spider-Man.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not. This is just a costume. This is- you're on the ceiling!
1: Stay close to the ground. And stay out of trouble. Forget the flying monster guy. There are people who handle this sort of thing.
0: Oh, shit, have been treating me like a kid all the time. But you are a kid. This is my chance to prove myself. Peter,
1: what is going on with you? I'm really sorry. I'm so busy. I'm slammed.
0: Don't mess with me. Because I will kill you and everybody you love. Alright, everyone, you were just watching the trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming, and the plot is as follows. Thrilled by his experience with the Avengers, young Peter Parker returns home to live with his Aunt May. Under the watchful eye of mentor Tony Stark, Parker starts to embrace his newfound identity as Spider-Man. He also tries to return to his normal daily routine, distracted by thoughts of proving himself to be more than just a friendly neighborhood superhero. Peter must soon put his powers to the test when the evil vulture emerges to threaten everything that he holds dear. The film stars Tom Holland, Michael keaton john favreau zendaya donald glover tyin daly marissa tomei and robert downey jr it is written and directed by john watts along with five other writers and joining me for this review i have josh williams
1: what's going on everybody
0: So, Josh, uh, tell me this much. This being the seventh Spider-Man film that we have gotten since 2002, how are you feeling heading into this?
1: Uh, I was glad knowing it wasn't going to be an origin story.
0: Yes, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, thank God. That's truth, truth, brother. I totally, totally feel you on that.
1: We've seen an origin story too many times. I'm glad they just jumped into him already having the powers and going on with his life.
0: I'm also glad that it was a direct continuation of Civil War. Yeah, me too. Like, Civil War, that's a really, like, messed up movie. There's just too many movie pieces, and it it, it doesn't, like, juggle it all together. Okay. But, you know, with that said, some would argue that then that means that I feel that the Spider-Man sequence in the movie does not work. It doesn't fit, because he shows up for a brief portion of the movie, and then he's gone, and that's that. You know, it's like... It, it truly feels like fan service when you're watching it, <laughs> but that introduction that we receive in that movie, that was literally all that we as an audience needed, because you're, you're right, who, who at this point is not familiar with who Spider-Man is?
1: Yeah, everybody knows how he gets the powers and like why he does what he does. Like there's no need to go over it again.
0: Right, so all we're doing is we're just introducing a new actor in Tom Holland, who's portraying spider-man here and now he's got his own movie that he's anchoring and you know the 21 year old kid i think he does uh, i think he does a really 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 great job but he might just be and this is uh this might be a bold statement he might just be my favorite peter parker spider-man yet yeah
1: he's the best since Maguire, for sure which i guess isn't saying a lot but like yeah
0: <laughs> now do you like Maguire because uh I don't know why.
1: There's like a there's like a nostalgia factor, and I think he fits like the stigma of Peter Parker really well. Like Peter Parker is really nerdy and weird and awkward. Like Tobey Maguire is weird, nerdy, and awkward.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I thought Tom Holland pulled that off fantastically well here. The you know, no, I agree. There, there are the scenes where he's talking to like um, his high school uh, crush, Liz. The guy's just stonewalled. He is, he literally, just like shaking in his boots. Doesn't know like what to say, quivering with fear. Yeah, he's funny. He's got, like, that puppy dog face and those googly eyes.
1: There's a scene where him and his best friend, like, talk about building a Lego Death Star, too. Like, he's really nerdy. It's funny.
0: Absolutely. Um, You know, one thing I like about uh, Tom Holland, the way that he plays his characters, I just love that he has a sense of wonder about him. You know, he's got that, gosh, golly, gee whiz kind of attitude about almost everything. And I think it fits very, very well to the point where that kind of... um, energy and enthusiasm and his desire to like want to have to have a comeback or um, a wisecrack at literally everything that's happening around him I got some heavy Deadpool vibes while watching it
1: yeah I mean Spider-Man's a pretty witty hero too so I was happy to see that they had him have some witty comebacks in certain scenes
0: now I don't know if that's because Deadpool has come out recently and then I'm seeing Spider-Man Homecoming because obviously Deadpool hadn't come out yet, where I could make that comparison to the other Spider-Man films, but I feel that Tom Holland's Spider-Man is a little bit more charismatic than the previous uh, incarnations of the character have been.
1: No, he is. Yeah, definitely. You're not wrong. Okay, that's why I agree with you. I think Holland brings a very like the childlike whimsy to Peter Parker that makes me absolutely Peter Parker. You yeah.
0: know. So in this movie. Um, They wisely, wisely, wisely – I was so happy about this. They weave the Avengers into the storyline, but it's all represented by Tony Stark. And what I absolutely love is that they use Tony Stark as a father figure to Peter Parker. Yeah. You know, like when he gives him that speech about how – If you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve it, you know, like things like things like that. I really like that scene too. Yeah, like that really cuts deep. That feels really, really good, and it's awesome seeing somebody like Tony Stark, who one might consider, you know, um, immature, try to be this father figure. And even he, like, admits, you know, he's like, I don't want to be like my father, or, you know, I'm not really that good at this kid, you know. But he tries the best that he can anyway.
1: Yeah, because he knows Peter Parker needs it.
0: Oh yeah, and I and I think it's very very endearing, um, and it's funny too because you know he's trying to get all cozy with uh, his aunt May, Marceau <laughs> May. <laughs> there's even uh, references to how she's like this Italian beauty, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> by the people that's within so town.
1: <laughs> that's funny that that's funny that it's a recurring joke that like everybody in the city knows how attractive Aunt May is. Yeah, well, uh, you know,
0: what 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 did people call her after a uh, Civil War? Aunt in Bay. Aunt <laughs> Bay. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Another thing I really like about this movie, too, and I know like at this point I'm like kind of just throwing compliments at the movie, but th- the movie gets so much right, and it's like a miracle that it gets so much right because with two studios in Sony and Marvel um, trying to take hold of the property, the short time frame that they had following Civil War to really just get this film rolling – Um, an unproven, untested director who's helming his first blockbuster. Six writers? Six? Yeah, that's a lot. The second
1: I saw that in the credits, I was like, ooh.
0: But the fact that the movie works and it flows effortlessly and the jokes land, I I mean, like, I could not believe it. I think,
1: I don't think I ever, I don't think a joke ever fell flat. Like, I think I at least giggled or laughed at every single joke.
0: Yeah, and they just kept on coming, too, which was the best part. Yeah. Um, there never seemed to be, like, a lull. And when when there was a lull, it was because, you know, things were getting serious in the story. But the movie never takes itself overly serious. It's never full-till dramatic like Toby Maguire or the Andrew Garfield films could sometimes get in terms of, like, their darkness. Or, all right, we need to have a big cry scene for them, you know, whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah, yeah. They keep it very young. And like childish, not and not in a bad way. Like it's very, I'm trying to think of a good word. It's very, it's very just like charismatic in the way a child would be.
0: Yeah, and what I like about that too is that, um, and this is what I was gonna say before. What I really, really like is I love how grounded the story is.
1: Yeah, it's not. There's no giant bigger picture. It's just very <laughs> local.
0: Right. We we see Peter Parker literally just going to school and how he has this crush on this girl, Liz, and how he interacts with his friends uh, Ned and Michelle, and it's 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 just something that's very relatable. It's very simple, it's very, very stripped down, to the point where I was worried that the villain of the movie, uh, Vulture, or Adrian Toombs, I think the name of the uh character is, played by Michael Keaton. I was worried that they were going to take his character in a direction of omnipotent super godlike ultra being sky lasers shooting in the air end of the world destruction like we've had enough of that and instead they take his character in a direction that benefits the movie where he too is grounded within reality his motivations make sense and it makes his character have layers because he's relatable you know what i mean
1: yeah they you connect with him on a deeper level than most villains
0: Right, you could see things from his point of view, which is not something that you get, you know, because how can you relate to somebody that wants to take over the world or who wants to start the world anew again or whatever the case may be with with these uh, Marvel villains sometimes. You you just can't.
1: Yeah, he just wants to make money to support his
0: family. Exactly, exactly. And who can't get down with that? Exactly. uh, And
1: Keaton is is the all-star in the movie to me. Oh, you think so? Yeah.
0: See, now, I was a little underwhelmed by... His performance. I was expecting a little bit more from it. I, th- I thought the writing helped him a lot. Yeah, he's
1: got some good lines.
0: <laughs> right, but um, everybody was going on and on about how they felt like Vulture was the best villain since Loki in uh, in a Marvel film, and while that may be true, um, I still think there's a huge gap between Loki and.
1: Yeah, I was trying. I'm like, what? That's that's pretty a long time.
0: <laughs> well, not not even that. I mean, a gap in terms of the quality of the. Oh, film. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like Tom Hiddleston gives a really uh, unique performance where I feel like Michael Keaton is playing Michael Keaton as a villain and is just saying these um, lines of dialogue that, although very well written and give his character a lot of layers, like I was saying before, I I didn't consider it to be, like, top Michael Keaton performances or anything like that. No,
1: no, no, no. He just – I think he just embodies – the villain aspect really well like there's scenes where he's in where i was nervous i was like oh man villain michael keaton is scary
0: (laughs) yeah there's um in in my opinion there is a jaw-droppingly great twist yeah near the third act of this movie that when it happened i this was my reaction hold on i'm gonna I'm, i'm gonna reenact my reaction audibly for everybody so it happens in the movie theater and i literally like leaned forward in my chair clapped my hands and was just like (laughs) (laughs) i literally went no freaking way i like shouted it out i was that guy in the audience that couldn't contain myself because it it really was like that shocking to me i did not see it coming at all i I didn't see it coming either i know some people would probably have seen it coming but you know, this movie, uh, you know, sometimes when movies transport you and you get lost in them, you're not really paying attention to the details in an effort to, quote-unquote, figure it out. No. You know what I mean? Well,
1: and that's a very, like, that, that the twist is a very Spider-Man thing. Like, that happens in Spider-Man a lot. So I was very pleasantly surprised that they did it. I was like, oh, yes, I'm glad we're doing this.
0: <laughs> right, and I also thought it provided a very um, serviceable ending to the story as well, one that made sense for both the Peter Parker character and the Vulture character as well, um, and also left the movie off at a point where, you know, the, the the question of whether or not if Peter Parker is going to reveal himself to be Spider-Man, much in the same way that Tony Stark did as Iron Man to the general public, that's always a question that comes about because one thing that's constantly brought up over and over is you know, as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, how many people are going to find out that he's actually Spider-Man? Yeah,
1: I thought it was going to happen at least once.
0: Oh, and it, and it does happen at least once.
1: Or I mean, more than more than that time. More more
0: than that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: exactly. But with with a character that's like closer to him.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I just. Uh, oh, and by the way, um, the actor that plays uh, the actor that plays him, his friend Ned. Oh, Hysteri- hysterical!
1: Jacob, uh, Jacob something. I can't remember his last name. Uh,
0: Jacob ba- Battleon, Battleon or something it. like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's hilarious.
0: Oh my god, he has this one scene where he's doing like the typical "I'm going to guide you from our super secret lair," and he's like moving in a chair, bouncing back. Yeah, and forth and Yeah, he's like bouncing back and, like and forth between the computers. <laughs> Yo, that was so <laughs> funny.
1: Oh, that was great. I love when he's. Uh- <laughs> oh man he, I love how he, he's like another aspect to like the whole childish thing because he's talking he's talking to Peter and he's like and Peter's like well I have to
0: do this and he's like but we have a Spanish quiz Like, <laughs> or I love when he's just leaning up uh, you know to him and he's just asking him questions like how far can your web shoot yeah and Peter's just like shh stop asking him questions he keeps questions. asking him questions yeah it's yeah. so funny <laughs> he's just geeking out over the fact that his good friend is Spider-Man yeah oh um, uh, man alright so now any criticisms?
1: Uh, I think it's too long. Oh, you do? Yeah. There's a couple parts in the beginning that I think that can be shorted. Because mm. from like, like the fairy sequence is really great. The very, very end is really great. Um, the Washington Monument is really good. There's just like, I, there, like, the party scene, and then there's another couple moments before that I think could be shorter.
0: Mm. I'll tell you what I like about the party scene. I like that... You know, basically what happens is uh, Ned and Liz and, uh, you know, all the people that, you know, you meet in uh, Peter's high school are at this party at Liz's house. And the idea is that Peter's going to go, but he's going to have his friend Spider-Man show up at some point um, because, like, Flash kind of, like, coaxes him into, like, making that happen. Peter shows up. He kind of realizes he doesn't really need Spider-Man there in order to impress Liz. And then he goes and he gets uh, Spider-Man anyway. He starts dressing up like him. And then something happens and, you know, he doesn't go to the party. Instead, he chases, like, these bad guys down the street, right? Yeah. But what I really, really loved about this so much is we finally saw a scene where Spider-Man does not have big, gigantic, tall buildings for him to shoot his webs at to swing about. And he's running through this, like, suburban neighborhood And he's, like, totally just caught off guard. Oh, I really like it, too. And they they do the Ferris Bueller sequence. Yes! Yes!
1: Absolutely. I was upset that they show Ferris Bueller after they do the sequence. I was like, no, you should have left it hidden for the people that would have got it.
0: (laughs) It was a little tongue-in-cheek, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was Because I was so excited. I was the person in the theater like,
0: oh, my God, it's the Ferris
1: Bueller scene. (laughs) But then they showed the movie, and I was like, ah.
0: Have you read like all the uh, articles that have commented on how this movie is very much like a John Hughes film? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it is. And you get that vibe from it. And I wonder if that's why it appeals to uh, people so much and why people really dig it. Because those films are indisputable classics, you know, Breakfast Club and so on and so forth. The um, criticism that I have uh, that I'm going to throw at the movie here for a minute is I don't think the visual effects are good.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Apparently the apparently the fairy sequence is practical like them cutting it in half is real
0: I highly what wait what
1: yeah i saw it Maybe. yeah
0: some shots can't be though
1: yeah I'm, i mean obviously like some of the stuff with like the webs connecting it together is not real but like there's parts of it where like they actually cut a fairy in half i guess and,
0: you know i could actually see that because as i was watching i was like oh that's real water oh that's a car that's a human being up against a car with water like splashing down i'm like oh they must have shot this like in a tank somewhere yeah and it's like i'm, I'm getting some like titanic vibes over here you yeah. know so, but, um, props. Oh, that's interesting. Now that you say that, that that's very interesting. But I, I personally felt, like, from a visual effects standpoint, like, the action choreography, like, when he's fighting with Vulture, like, through the air, mm-hmm. I couldn't really make out what was happening. Yeah, some of the stuff in the air is, uh jumbled a little bit. Yeah, so for me, I wasn't really that impressed by it. And, you know, what? this series has a lot to live up to because, I mean, Spider-Man 2 won the Oscar for Best Visual Effects back in
1: 2004.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, they had that amazing literally like jaw-droppingly amazing train sequence with uh doc ock and spider-man
1: yeah the train sequence is fantastic
0: yeah uh it's one of the one of the best action scenes i I personally have ever seen yeah and and, you know you, you get this and yeah the ferry sequence is cool the washington monument scene is cool and all but there's nothing that really for me um tops that or stands out or no,
1: no 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 there's no action scene that's like particularly fantastic like it's just it is what it is
0: yeah, the action is more so serviceable, and it's like almost like a necessity. Oh, you're seeing a superhero movie, all oh, we have to throw in some action scenes. Yeah, but that's not where the appeal of the movie really lies. No, not at all. You know, so uh, that would be uh, my criticism. Another criticism I would throw at this movie is, I-, I I keep getting excited that Michael Giacchino is attached to a lot of movies, and then I'm disappointed when. The movie does not have any themes that i find particularly memorable
1: yeah there's not really a memorable theme but the score is notable in a few scenes like there's just a couple scenes where i was like that was good i liked that
0: yeah see i did not yeah it didn't stand out to me at all and, and that's like a real nitpick and that's like a personal nitpick no yeah that's not something that a lot of people will uh, complain about that's that's a that's a matt neglia complaint right there. <laughs> that's what that is uh best aspect in the movie
1: um, just how they weren't afraid to be, like, full-blown funny.
0: Yeah. I think.
1: Because it's really funny.
0: Would you agree if I said it's, like, the PG-13 version of Deadpool? Yeah, i agree. Like, it's not raunchy or vulgar? No, it's it's,
1: like, clear-cut, like, fun humor that, like, everybody can relate to and laugh at. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, even with Deadpool, like, some of the Deadpool references people might not get... And I feel like Spider-Man is just universal. Like, everybody will understand
0: the jokes. Oh, because he loves the geeky things that everybody loves, like Star Wars. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's that's very true. Where would you place this film against the other Spider-Man films?
1: I, it's obviously better than the Andrew Garfield ones. Um, I don't think it's better than 2, but it might be the next best one. Hmm. So I think it might be Spider-Man 2, th- this Spider-Man Homecoming, and then Spider-Man 1.
0: I think it's the third best. Um, I still place the s- first and the second film above it. Okay. I think the storytelling in the first one is just a little bit tighter. It's that one's, yeah. The fr- I mean, it's
1: fantastic. Like, this is just because I'm high off of this one at the moment. So yeah. that's just my guess. I
0: also I also think Danny Elfman's score is incredible yeah. in the uh, original Sam Raimi. Uh, two films there. Yeah so I mean those films when you go back and watch them now they are very cheesy um, very very cheesy
1: they were, uh, they were pretty good the me. other day when I watched them
0: <laughs> yeah okay I, I, felt, I found them to be uh, a product of their time I guess is the word I'm looking for here no yeah fair enough uh, but the first one more so Spider-Man 2 still holds up in many regards though yeah yeah Spider-Man 3 is a complete mess <laughs> uh, the Andrew Garfield amazing Spider-Man is okay it's not great and Amazing Spider-Man Two is bad.
1: A travesty. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so okay then. Final thoughts. Oscar predictions. Great out of ten.
1: Uh, final thoughts. I think Tom. I think Tom Holland brings a new adaptation to Peter Parker that we haven't seen yet. You know, we've gotten nerdy Peter Parker, we've gotten pretty boy Peter Parker, and now we have I mean, childhood whimsy fun Peter Parker. And so I think Tom Holland is excellent at the role. He has one really good scene where he gets um, crushed by a building and he has to, and he's like yelling for help. I, that scene is so good.
0: That scene is amazing because that's the scene where you truly, finally, really understand this is a kid.
1: Yeah. Like I was, uh, the, uh, he he is so good in that scene. I was getting goosebumps. I was like, whoa he's the shit like Tom Holland has done it now. <laughs> yep. So he's really, really good. Um, I think Michael Keaton is, does a fan, like his character is a fantastic villain. And then Michael Keaton sells the villain even further as the incomparable Michael Keaton. Um, the ensemble is really good. You know, his best friend is really funny. Zendaya is really good in her role. Donald Glover is good. Um, all of the underling villains are really good. John Favreau has a couple funny parts.
0: Oh, John Favreau is hysterical <laughs> in this. The one thing I, uh, I gotta just say about that, though, is um, it's very, very clear that one of two things either Robert Downey Jr. wasn't fully available to shoot more scenes, and that's why they had Happy play a more pivotal role, or it was all a conscious decision and they didn't want to like overbear this movie with um, another character from his own franchise. And they used Happy instead, because clearly Happy gets more screen time than Tony Stark does in this. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I don't know which of the two is correct, Um, although I will say that I'm happy that they did it. I'm happy that this is Peter Parker's film. This is not Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, Tony Stark film. I
1: agree. But um, is it my favorite superhero movie of the year? No. Is it my favorite summer movie of the year so far? Probably not. But it is a lot of fun, and it's very funny, and it's very exciting. So great out of 10, I'll probably give it a 7. Nice. Nice. And no Oscar predictions. I don't, it's, yeah, I don't think it's getting anything.
0: I was going to <laughs> say, I don't think that there's uh, much to, be, to go off of based on that. Um, and a lot of people said to me, oh, like, no, nothing? Like, no visual effects? Like, I'm like, no.
1: The visual effects aren't, like, groundbreaking, so, yeah. No.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you know, you're going to get a bunch of prestige films in there, like War for the Planet of the Apes, Blade Runner, um, maybe Dunkirk. But uh, the only film I could really see from, like, the summer season with, you know, uh, the typical special effects that really wow people would be something like Valerian, maybe?
1: Yeah. Valyrian will probably
0: get in. Yeah, probably. I mean, we'll see. It's still a ways away, but... yeah. Final thoughts for me. Um, I appreciate that this film stands on its own. I appreciate the fact that they don't get the Avengers fully involved in the story, although sometimes I don't like the fact that there are clear, direct continuations from one film to another, and that they all have to be connected all the time. But I feel like in this film it truly works, and it's a huge testament, considering that there were six screenwriters on this movie, and I mean, like, that never happens, that you have that many writers and the film is as good as this one is. Um, it just feels effortless. It moves very, very well in terms of the pacing. Some people will say it's long. I thought it was at the border where if it was, like, any any longer, it would have been, like, too, too long. But here's the thing. I'm having such a blast while watching I'm having so much fun that I'm not complaining. You know what I mean? If this movie wasn't fun and it was a slog, oh, man, I'd be tearing this movie apart. <laughs> Michael Keaton is a uh, really, really good villain who actually has uh, layers uh, to him uh, in terms of how he's written. He's very relatable and so too is Peter Parker and everyone else that he also interacts with. Um, Somebody who lives in the New York area and seeing Peter Parker just go through his life in Queens, New York, um, there's a lot to really uh, love about how – this kid just feels like he's a part of this community and he's a part of this world. And this is like one of the few times where I've watched a Marvel film and I've really, really felt like this was something that was truly based within reality as opposed to its own universe, if that makes sense. No. Oh, yeah. And you know what's a large reason for that, too? And I love that they uh, that all the Spider-Man films continue to try to do this. The Spider-Man films always, always, always feature New Yorkers being New Yorkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's like there's that one scene where the guy's like cheering and he's like, oh yeah, he's like. Get him, Spider Man! You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. that is what we do in New York. You know, uh, we are just we are just crazy like that. So I, I love this film has that sense of uh, joy, that sense of fun. It's probably the most fun time you'll have at the movies all year, especially if you love this genre. Um, I really, really, really do highly recommend this movie to many, many people. I, I think it's a great time at the movies for sure. Oscar potential is at a zero, as stated before, uh, but that's not. Um, a reflection of the quality of the film itself um for me i'm a little bit higher on this one i am actually giving it an eight out of ten nice so nice josh williams where can they find you on the internet
1: you can find me on twitter at josh underscore williams
0: and you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our review of Spider-Man Homecoming on the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and Player FM. Be sure to also leave us a review on iTunes when you get a chance. Five stars would be preferred if possible. You don't have to write a comment or anything if a rating would be uh, suitable. But if you do want to leave us a little something, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you wall next time
1: hey there i'm hannah and i'm audrey